Dramatica analysis of Toy Story 4, recorded November 10th, 2020, led by Chris Huntley. Good evening. Welcome to uh, the Dramatica Users Group. Tonight, we're going to be doing an analysis of Toy Story 4. And I'll start by sharing my screen so we can all look at uh, Dramatica while we're doing this. Um, <clears throat> So let's start off by identifying the four through lines. What's the uh, overall story? What's the big picture about? Short, in a concise, short fashion. Saving Private Forky. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> Why private? Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was joking. Yeah. I did. I did get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> okay, saving Forky. Yeah, or making sure that Forky and 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 his kid are stay together. Re reuniting Forky with his yeah with his kids. Oh, if she can bring it up here, that'd be great. What about the little girl being successful in kindergarten? I thought that was. Um, well, that, since that was just that was like in one part of it. It wasn't the whole thing, so we're not we're not trying to just go for a particular event on something that describes the whole thing. So it's sort of uniting Forky with Bonnie, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, it, uh, her little uh, girl. Her, her right, little right, girl. and 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 in a broader sense, it's the it's the it's keeping it's keeping Bonnie happy. It's 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 uh, revolves around Bonnie's happiness, and the kindergarten thing is well, you know. You know, having her toy, especially Forky, will will help keep her happy and and help her get through kindergarten. So it's yeah. So it's right. about so yeah. So it's about the little girl's happiness, I think. Um, and okay. the uh, as she goes into school, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I I guess Forky sort of represents that, though, doesn't she? Doesn't he? Um, he sort of represents that that what that thing that that she needs now, you know the one the, the thing that's sort of the top of her mind right now. Whereas, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's where uh, Woody was for his boy, you know. Um, okay, so who would be the main character in this? Woody. Woody. Let me say Woody. Woody. Yeah. Woody? Yes. Mm -hmm. Woody? Yes. Woody? Cody? Mm -hmm. Woody? Uh, Woody? Anybody, is anybody else sort of fit that bill or is that uh, pretty much about it? I think that's about it. How much Woody? Would a Woody chuck chuck? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and then the uh, the obstacle character or the influence character. Good question. Someone needs to mute, by the way. <laughs> that be a trade-off in this story. Uh, well, um, I'm looking for options here. Uh, I would say Bo Peep. Peep. Okay. See, or it's either Bo or Forky or a handoff between them. I'm not completely sure myself. <laughs> okay. 
Well, and then, well, what is the nature of the relationship be between Woody and Bo? Okay. A, a romance. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Woody and Forky. He's he uh, Woody is kind of his mentor in a sense. Um, or you know, there, there's this there's a whole you know thing where Woody is trying to convince Forky of his self worth of his value. And I'm not predicting any dramatical points, but just you know trying to uh, uh, trying to help him with his identity as a toy and not a piece of trash. So it so I would just I would say that's kind of a mentor toy mentor toy new toy kind of um uh relationship so it's sort of a mentorship mm -hmm. okay and and they do move from strangers to friends right right it definitely is a friendship by the end well yeah i mean you know it's toy story so it's always about friends <laughs> right <laughs> yes. it's always everything's about friends okay got a friend in me <laughs> exactly <laughs> And but there's it's also similar to uh, to the first Toy Story where, you know, Woody, well, you know, Woody has to cope with the fact that he's not the favorite toy anymore. And he and he recognizes that Forky is the favorite toy. And um, and so he's um, well, yeah, yeah, it gets back to mentoring, you know. Yeah. One change. All right, so let's go to the story engine and start answering some of these questions. Um, pardon me. All right, so with the main character being Woody, um, well, actually, before I do that, I want to go back to the where we were and talk about those two. Uh, Threads the two relationships are they are these in the are these the same story or are they different kinds of stories? In other words, is the you've got is bit is both Peep in the same relationship with Woody that Forky is in the the same relationship? I don't mean the I don't mean by the the focus of it because we talked about the there's a romance or a mentorship mentorship. Um, but are they the, you know, are they just two prongs of one relationship through line? I didn't really, I didn't really see between as strong of a relationship, I should say, between Woody and, and uh, Forky as there was between Woody and Bo Peep. Right. I mean, it. it, it I, I don't think so. No, I don't think they have the same dynamic. I mean, you certainly Forky is very prominent in the overall story. I mean, that's that's Forky's. Um, he doesn't do much. Welfare is sort of everybody's concerned concern, and of course, it's Woody's as well because he's not only the main character but pretty much the protagonist. Uh, I'm just trying to. Before we get into the, the you know the dynamics, I want to make sure we kind of have our uh, a handle on that. Yeah, I yeah because when it comes to the change, steadfast uh, question, uh, 
see, I, I, see, I, I had a hard time pinning whether or not Woody is steadfast or change because it depends on which issue you're looking at. Um, certainly in relationship to Forky, I, I mean, and, and relationship to uh, almost all the other toys, including Gabby, he is very, very steadfast. He is extremely steadfast and that impacts everyone around him. But that's, but, but isn't that pretty much his role as protagonist and a protagonist doesn't change. And it, you know, it's, mm -hmm. so it's not, that's sort of him doing his job of, not not only see, that's where where um um oh, what's the, the other doll i'm sorry uh what the girl doll gabby yeah. gabby 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 yeah. gabby yeah gabby gabby right so i mean with gabby she pretty much has the same problem that forky has you know and he's and woody's trying to find everybody their their match their match right and so that's where I think Forky and Gabby are kind of parallel. And I think they're very much both um, in that realm of the uh, overall story. Uh, whereas Bo Peep, as much as she is definitely in there, that's her, she does clearly have a special relationship with Woody uh, that affects him personally. Okay, I just wanted right. to, I just wanted to really pull those apart here so that we don't get all confused when we're answering some of these questions because mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. All right. So with regard to the main character, uh, a resolve, um, does the main character change, meaning a fundamental paradigm shift, or does, they, does, the main, does Woody stay the course and remain steadfast in his... Mm -hmm. He changes. Uh, I think changes. He okay. changes. He changes. He defines himself on his relationship to a child, and no um, longer does that at the end. And how do we know that? Okay. Uh, and how do we know that? Because he, uh, he gives up away. being Bonnie's toy to stay with Bo Peep. Mm, well, okay, but how? Do, but there's something I think a little clearer that there's a very definite illustration of what he sees as being a problem that he no longer sees as a problem that he sees for himself. That he's needed by her? Nope. Um, is it he's not needed at the beginning, <laughs> right? Is it like um, finding his new purpose? Nope. What is it? What? What? Why is he motivated? What's motivating him? Is it? it it's set up very clearly in the yeah. the very beginning of the movie and the very last shot of the movie, or second to last shot. Uh, do you, are you counting the end credit scenes or? No, no <laughs> okay. I'm, not, I'm, right. I'm talking about the end credit scenes. Okay. Well, he well he 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 is uh, like at the beginning, uh, post flash. I mean, the 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 opening sequence is a flashback nine years ago, and then uh, in a present day story, he is just being left in the closet. He is not being picked to be played with by the girl, um, and so that creates a little bit of a dilemma. You know, she takes the badge off and and gives it to well the badge. The badge 
you know, um, the girl takes the bad, um, the sheriff's badge off of him, gives it to, um, uh, what was her, the, um, Jesse, Jesse. And, um, and then of course at the end, uh, where he gets it back eventually, but, um, at the end he gives the badge back to Jesse. I mean, that's in, in terms of a visual sheriff in town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, all right. What I'm, what I was thinking is, is that at the beginning and, and pretty much through the whole story, he sees himself as a lost, uh, he's, he's, he's just so worried about becoming a lost toy. He doesn't see himself as a lost toy, but in fact he is because he doesn't have, he has, you know, he doesn't have uh, a Bonnie. I mean, Bonnie is no longer his. You know, he, he's hers, but she's no longer his. Right, and she doesn't see him that way, and that for him is a huge problem. But at the end, he's okay with it. He's no longer, and they even say, uh, you know, he's no longer lost. He's not a lost toy. You see, he doesn't need a child, but it's that whole idea oh, yes. of lost lost toys, which in the backstory you start with saving that that. Uh, um, racer so that it's not lost mm -hmm. and that Bo Peep is going to be lost mm -hmm. and she even tells him you know hey it's okay you know I'm not I'm not lost you know it's, it's time to move on and and but that's where he is he sees everything who anybody who <laughs> with a child is a lost <laughs> lost toy and then he comes to realize that you know that that's not being with the child is not necessarily what that means. It is for some, but it isn't. It's no longer for him, because he had his he had his uh, his kid. But yes, definitely a change character. And you can definitely because you see how he has adopted uh, Bo Peep's um, air paradigm. Oh, completely <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, all righty. Uh, main character approach: Doer or Beer. So it is Woody. Um, prefer to do things when to for personal problems as you prefer to um, solve them by you know doing things or by um, changing internally and what give some examples anyone i mean i think he's he's like such a doer Okay, um, example. He is such a doer. <laughs> um, well, oh, well, I mean, from the beginning, from the opening sequence on, it's just like he is, he takes charge, he takes action, you know, first saving that, saving that racer toy and, uh, and then uh, uh, jumping into the backpack uh, because he's, he insists that, you know, Bonnie needs a companion when she goes to, you know, her first day of kindergarten. And then, uh, and then all his his actions to keep Forky out of the trash, and then when Forky goes out the window, he jumps out the window. He really, you know, um, uh, even though he's he's got you know a very strong mindset, he is um, he he really takes action first before he thinks much about it. So, so I think um, uh, BD, I think that might be Brian uh, mentioned saving saving Forky out of the trash, but also making you know getting the ingredients out of the trash for bonnie to make forky right he's in the chat room there right i mean at each, at oh, each right. step it's sort of like he stops maybe what he, he's in the middle of doing and 
oh, let's go, there's Bo Peep, let's go rescue her or let's go do this or that or the other. But he definitely seems to be action first. So is everybody okay with that? He seemed to be a doer. Yep. Okay. Yep, sounds good. For sure. Right. Uh, problem solving style. So is does he use a linear or a holistic problem solving style? We're talking about Woody. Um, you know, if this linear is sort of cause and effect, holistic is looking at how it all, everything fits together, um, trying to find, seek balance. So any thoughts? I, I, I see linear. I, I, um, um, I see ghosts. No, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I see dead people. I see linear people. Uh, BD, I, that's Bri that's Brian, right? Um, yes, yes. Says, says linear. Do you have examples, Brian? <laughs> I'm just watching the chat. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Is everybody okay of... with linear? I mean, do we have any, can we have any kind of example? Uh, uh, okay, so so um, uh, he doesn't think that Bo uh, or, or that Bonnie should be left alone on her first day, so that's why he jumps into, in order so that she's not alone, he jumps into her backpack. Um, there's a kind of anti-example where it's clear that he's not holistic. Um, at the scene where the cat spits up uh, the the little toy. Um, and all the toys are are like, okay, we're done. And he just has no concept of what the relationships are that are going on and mm -hmm. and and is singularly focused on marching right back into that uh, antique store. Mm -hmm. okay. And you see a conflict between him and um, uh, gives voice box, Brian says gives voice box to Gabby because the effect will be for her to get a kid, uh, Harmony. Uh, which which he's doing that as a quid pro quo to get Forky back. Okay. All right. So um so yeah, so he, he agrees to that. Um uh well, you give me something, I'll give you something. Are, yeah, those are really good. I mean, those are very clear. And, and if you look at um in the early scenes, uh who was who was the female doll, female toy that um was kind of in charge of the room or at least in charge of the closet. Uh, but she had she had a complicated name. It was Dolly. That was Dolly. Okay. <laughs> um, All right, Nick. Good to know. <laughs> anyway, but she she actually oh I and then someone someone in the chat said you know uh, Bo Peep is is more holistic, which I agree. But also that Dolly is is also more. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Let's just let's just do our you know let's just um um you know. Uh, do our thing let's just be who we are and and everything will be all right but uh but you know woody just says no it's you know she's yeah i can clearly see unhappiness in her face so i have to go do something about it so yeah. um so he he is yeah he, he is singularly focused on you know his own particular mind trip which is based in his whole you know i mean kind of based in this ego of um uh, okay. of, of always having to be in charge all right. Um, so now we're switching gears. We're going to the plot dynamics. Uh, so do is this, does the story 
move forward? Do actions drive decisions or do decisions drive actions? And what kinds of examples do you see? Well, what, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead, whoever's. I, no, I'd, I'd much rather say, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, one act turn is when Forky flies out the window. That's a big act turn right there. Um, all right. Um, and so that sets off the whole, you know, being separated from the, you know, uh, from the rest of the family and ending up in the antique store and, um, uh, and, and, and the actual, um, uh, uh, I guess. The closing one is getting Porky back into the, into the, uh, the minivan. Right. The RV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any so, other, any yeah, other I mean, the, from, from anybody else? Well, are you saying Forky flying out the window is an action, or are you saying he decides to jump out the window? We don't see any deliberation or a decision at all. It's from, from as far well, as... I think, the, I think the action is really the road trip, more so than the... Well, I mean... The, the I, I see um, a decision possibility in that Woody decides to go to the kindergarten, and then he decides at the end to stay with Bo. I'm just tossing that out. It's the main character. No, but that's that's for the main character. That's not the overall story. That's not okay. that wouldn't be in his role as a, as a protagonist. Oh, okay. That would be his role in as a main character. So Thank that's a different. The consider being the consider character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so another one would be the fact that Sporky, you know, Forky is alive. There's a new toy. Right. You know, yeah. Suddenly, you know, she builds this thing and then it brings it home. I think seeing seeing Bo keeps um the light. The light, right. yeah. I think so, that's so that's light, what turns it all. That's an act, yeah. That's a turn. That's, that's an action that that changes all of the oh, <laughs> let's not continue that way. Let's let's go look inside <laughs> and see if we can find Bo Peep. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah I think it's a great thing that the the action of the new toy being made, I think that's real solid. Yeah, I think that I think that pretty much locks in the, the story. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so a limit, a time lock or an option lock? And how do we know? Oh, and let me. So we know it's not a time lock. So now it's, what are the options if there is an option lock? Um, I mean, how? And, and go ahead, Sandy. He's going back to school time lock. Pardon? They have to get the van back to the city at a certain time because the little girl has to go back to school. What time is that? A week. <laughs> but but except that there's no there's no reinforcement of that. Oh my God, we you know. Well, uh, it's over before that happens, so it certainly can't be that, right? Okay. Right. I mean, they're they don't, they're no, they don't not. It's the the rush isn't to get back to get the RV back to the uh, you know the last part of the movie isn't getting the RV back to wherever it needs to go. So that right. wouldn't be it. Um. Yeah, it's 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 how, how many pathways do we have to take to get Forky to stay with 
to, to be there with bon for Bonnie. Um, right. And, and he, mean, he keeps pulling away and, and, you know, he keeps jumping in the trash, throwing back out of the trash, you know, you know, back and forth. And, and, uh, uh, you know, well, there's, I mean, part of the problem is, is that he's a, he's a, a new being and he doesn't understand things. So it's sort of like how many different ways, how many different things have, can we try to get him to understand what it means to be Bonnie's toy? Yes. You know, and he finally gets it, you know. <laughs> well, just, just keeping him in proximity of Bonnie is not working. Yeah, but you're right. That's another option. Is this is the sort of the psychological, um, uh, you know, uh, play on Forky to get him to convince him to want with Bonnie. Um, but then, there, but again, there's all these different paths, um, all these different doors you have to go through to, and and you know, obviously, an obstacles to overcome to get to, to that point of of making sure that that Forky is there for her. Uh, yes. Is so everybody okay with the option lock? Yes. Appears so. Okay, great. Outcome, success or failure, and why? So is the goal, whatever the goal is, which we were just sort of kind of discussing a bit, right? We're talking about option lock. But is the goal met or not? What do we think? Because we haven't defined the goal yet. It's kind of a little early, but we can kind of just sort of determine it based on what our sense of it is. So yeah. I think that it's a success and without going into any particular goal, I would say it's because no matter what I was rooting for, it happened. Okay. Um, and remember part of it started off with getting, you know, Forky to, to, sort of like want to be with Bonnie or something along those lines, at least keep him physically in proximity to Bonnie until the point where he no longer tries to run away. <laughs> and uh, by the end, it's like, yep, we're there. No toy left behind. That's that yeah. was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so he's not a lost toy because he did. That's the problem at the beginning. He doesn't think of himself as a toy and not just the beginning, but most of the time. <laughs> Doesn't Forky uh, make that change halfway through the movie, though? Right, but at that point, he's not with Bonnie. So he's actually but, getting to Bonnie. Yeah, it's the, it's, Three, it's, it's both of them. You know, it's have not only wanting to be with her, but also being able to be being able to be with her. So, so it's like the first phase is you have to kind of teach him to be a toy. Then you have to convince him that he actually uh, to, to stop wanting to be in the trash. And then he finally accepts that he will be next to Bonnie. But of course, he accepts it thinking that he's Bonnie's trash. Um, and and then they are physically separated because Woody goes on his adventure looking for Bo Peep and her lost sheep. And uh, and then finally, uh, they managed to get everybody both mentally and physically together. Yeah. <laughs> and then no toy left behind. They got to go back for wood. That's not. Yes, exactly. Okay. How about story judgment? And I'm now on the, the chat comments. So 
I can also read those too. Okay. <laughs> no, that, no, that's that's good. I just, Ryan has some good comments. Yeah, he does. It feels good. It feels like the costs of the story are high, but that's also, you know, four movies worth of relationships that we're saying goodbye to. But I think it's a, a judgment of good. Okay. And um, what, what is it that we, how can we tell? He, 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 runs, he runs like hell back to Bo Peep. Right, but also, what about the other side of the equation? What about everybody else? They're happy for him. Happy and congratulating him. And, and, and in a sense, it's like, have a nice honeymoon type congratulations. We know you're leaving the community, um, but it's all good. And remember, Bonnet, you know, everything will be fine. No, Bonnie will be fine. Right. Yeah. Right. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Bonnie will be fine. That's yeah. it. Not both people. You know, everybody's going to be fine. So that pretty much. Um, oh, yeah. They, this, uh, Brian says Sheriff Star seems to bridge the OS and the good. So, you know, that's sort of passing along the uh, uh, the personal side as opposed to just the, the logistical side. So, yeah, I think we're all. Plus, we get that wonderful big Western music as they climb up to the top of the carousel. Oh, you mean the Steven Spielberg shot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even not only with the music and the shot, but also ends with the moon. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's really funny, very funny um, visual cues in it um, that are, were somewhat surprising and references to. Uh, the Shining and all sorts of things. So, oh, there's a great there's a great reference to 2001 if you caught it, uh, and, and and yes, and a reference to ET obviously with the uh, with the uh, you know the shot across the moon by Captain Canada or whatever his name was. Um, yeah, that's very funny. But I mean, just there are a lot of references. Yeah, just really interesting. I was listening to the Duke. music. Like, Duke. I know what that's from. I mean, it wasn't literally, although some mm -hmm. some of it was. There was a cut that was used specifically in um, the The Shining, and it's like, okay, and it was a creepy part too. So it was very appropriate. But it was that. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, you mean like with the with the ventriloquist dummies? Yeah, but it was yeah. the music that was playing. Yeah. Okay. Like when they're first walking, I guess, in there or something. Okay, let's, so now let's go to the domains. Um, and I'm gonna switch over to the theme browser. And let's pop up to the top. And so what we wanna try doing is we wanna try identifying where the four domains line up with the four through lines. Um, so anybody have an idea? Obviously, Woody's gonna either be in situation or activity. Uh, but uh, anybody have a, an idea where he is or where the overall story is. Um, Brian says situation. So much happened. Yeah, Brian says situation for the overall story and activity for main character. And that would put uh, the influence character in fixed attitude and the relationship in psychology Any, anybody thinking of that and if so can you make arguments for that chris isn't that reversed yeah it's a i think you said the opposite 
So, so well, if the OS is in situation, then oh, the sorry. RS is oh, in. Sorry, the relationship, that's right, would be in fixed attitude and the influence character would be in psychology. Yes, I did say it flipped. Sorry about that. Because heaven forbid that that uh, that Bo Peep should be accused of using her female wiles. <laughs> yeah, but I, I honestly, I'm I'm a little I'm wondering, um, and I'm just throwing this out there because because I, I haven't I really haven't I didn't really settle on the story form before coming in, but I have to wonder if if the OS might not be in in psychology just because um especially with forky being um you know uh, an os character rather than a relationship through line character uh there's a lot of psychology going on there there's a, a lot of psychology about it it has to do with the happiness of the little girl uh as opposed that, i mean and who's, and who's having that conversation um well uh uh woody uh, well, I mean, he's having that conversation. I mean, he's having that conversation with, uh, with, with Forky and he's having the conversation with Gabby, you know, Gabby is in a weird psychological place. Um, so I'm just throwing out there. It's, it's possible, um, that you've got, I don't know. I, I, because doesn't that moment when he has that conversation with her, which is different from, you know, just getting the voice box, but the, the sort of the, the meaning behind it isn't that kind of a stat. Uh, isn't doesn't in that moment feel like she's sort of in Forky's position where he's making that argument, same argument that he was making to Forky. Um, I'm just thinking that maybe it, that would it would have it would have the. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I. Hmm. So one thing so I, I think Brian is is trying to to say something along the lines of, there's a situation of of lost toys or a certain status, um, and that that many of the OS characters seem to be uh, uh, dealing with. Um, for myself, uh, I would say that that when you use the the user's guide uh, for the program, it says that. If you pick the domain of situation for OS, everyone's trying to either maintain or change um, the situation. We seem to be see seeing the situation is fixed and they're trying to actually try, you know, static. And they're trying to, most of the characters are trying to keep to the same situation. Right. They're trying to maintain the status quo. Right. True, but isn't that but isn't that status quo really um, kind kind of in the head? I mean, Bo Peep's argument, for, just from an objective story standpoint, is that you don't have to be a lost toy. You you know uh, you don't you don't have to think of yourself as a lost toy just because you're not owned by a kid. There's a lot of adventure to be had. There's a lot of the world to see, and there's a lot of things you can do uh, without belonging to a kid. And uh, and so I'm just positing that maybe it's maybe the OS is, is in one of the internal domains, either psychology or mind, um, just because maybe that's where the source of the problem is. Um, beyond just the fact that, you know, 
a, a toy is separated from the toy's owner, it's more about the perception of what's, you know, uh, what's wrong with that. So um, anyway, I, I, I'm not married to any, anything at this point because, you know, I just finished watching it for the second time. So. <laughs> then Brian was saying, um, what about Bonnie's parents dealing with her being with, without her toys, keeping them stuck where they are? Um, be at home on their way to kinder or kindergarten or the RV park on their way to the trip. I, I think uh, that was John Dusenberry who said that. Oh, that was John. Oh, sorry about yeah. that. What about Bonnie's parents? Yes, thanks, Nick. Um, I'm so so for the overall story. We're we've got two different suggestions right now. One is psychology and the other one is situation. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. I, and I'm, I'm kind of tempted to put Woody under situation because, you know, uh, certainly the, the, the past, the past having, you know, once been, you know, having belonged, always belonged to, to a kid. Um, and, you know, and, 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 he is so used to being the one in charge because of his time with Andy. And then later on with Bonnie, of course, he started to get ignored. And so that's all part of the past. And, uh, and, and, you know, uh, how things are going seems, uh, seems to affect him a little more personally, I think, than the, um, uh, so maybe that's part of the protagonist role. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and then, but, um, you know, the future certainly becomes, um, a signpost um, toward the end, and uh, the present I think speaks to you know uh, 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 this is all I me trying to save Forky, you know, uh, get him out of that antique store. This is all all that I have, you know. I don't I this is like my purpose in the moment. So I'm I'm gravitating there for the main character. Um, main character in situation. I'm I'm gravitating in that direction, you know. Um, uh, that will, and let's see. I'm I'm just thinking out loud. That would put um, that would put uh, Bo Peep in 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 the mindset, uh, and that would give the re the relationship story an activity, um, uh, which is interesting because. You know, suddenly, uh, you know, Bo Peep is kind of this this kick-ass action hero. Um, uh, so let's see, understanding, obtaining, doing, gather, you know, gathering information. Um, so, uh, and 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 the the and the OS, if it's under psychology, you do see a lot of, you know, plans. You know, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's that's a huge you know, uh, like sign, um, act two or act three um, signposts there, playing a role. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, playing a role actually is a biggie for all the toys, you know, what role are we playing? Uh, changing one's nature, that, you, that probably speaks to Gabby, um, conceiving an idea. Uh, well, I'll, uh, uh, she, she creates Forky. Bonnie creates Forky. He is he is a a new concept. So, 
I don't know. Feel feel free to feel free to <laughs> to contra, you know this the to do a counter argument because I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Jim, did you have any thoughts? I just wanted to get you'd been pretty quiet, so I wanted to just see if you had any thoughts. We also had uh, um, Jim there. Oh. Um, so we got so got some uh, comments in here um, from Brian. Woody is to Woody's totally needs a new purpose. Even it is, you know, is it Bo Peep the one developing a plan, getting Woody to conceptualize? He can be without a kid and have a purpose. Uh, and from John, uh, are any of those things sources of conflict though? So let's go, go back to our, our idea of what the through lines are. And the now, I'll say I, I do think the physical disenfranchisement of the toys in the antique shop are really what cause a lot of the conflict, which would seem like a universe issue. A oh, the fact that they're they've been there forever and they're in a condition nobody wants them, that type of a thing. Yes. Okay. And that's Okay, that's that's again looking at uh, the OSS situation, correct? Correct. Yeah. And but where would you be seeing that would put the uh, the relationship in fixed attitude? Yes. Um, and where do you? Oh, that would make uh, Woody the activity character, um, which he certainly does do a good portion of the activity in the movie, um, and. Uh, Bo Peep in that in psychology the, domain. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, Brian and John seem to agree with that uh, alignment. Um, and Nick, did you have any thoughts? Uh, well, I, I was, as I said, I leaned towards situation because everyone seemed to be um, wanting to really trying to to maintain their situation, and I, and I and I had forgotten about the 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 antique store. And when you think about it, an antique store is actually a very frozen situation, um, and and that can be a whole bunch of the past uh, uh, dealing with the past in an oh. antique store. I mean, that's um, what Bo Peep says. She said she was stuck in that antique store for a couple of years. Right. Um, and and then um, that when 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 um, I, I guess the, the, so when 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 I look for the OS, I try to really stay away from the main character and the influence character, um, and and try and find what other people are are, are the other characters are dealing with, and and it really does seem to deal with um, um, their situation or, or, and I don't want to use it like that because that's misleading in a sense. Um, but some of them are just trying to get through the present. Um, everybody's worried about how things are changing, especially as she's going to school and starting to grow up, um, uh, and including the parents. Um, and, uh, uh, I think, boy, I, I, so I, I'm just leery because Sandy was giving a lot of 
it seemed to me when he was going through more of the IC and MC as examples uh, of, of things. And I really like to hear more, not well, them. Yeah. Okay, so, so let me just do a little catch up here. Um, there is a comment from Brian saying he thinks, still thinks this decision story with an unwillingness tendency, which we can go, when we get back to the story engine, we can loosen that up and we can play around with that. Um, and Jacob was saying that uh, he agrees John on Woody in activity. It's also going straight, yeah, I've got that. Um, and for and John also says there's a lot of dilemma for Woody in the actual doing of things, and I think that's you know he he uh, uh, I think that's that is correct. Um, so for the moment, then now let's try try it with this configuration where we have the overall story and situation. And I'm thinking of particularly with um, uh, uh, what to call it, um, oh, the fugitive. You know where the fugitive is running. He's a, he's an activity character, you know. But it's it's in this situation where there's you know someone who's wrongfully accused. So there's a lot of activity going everywhere, but the the fugitive is the one that's doing the running, and and Woody seems to be you know really heavily the one who's involved in that and and he seems to be the the principal one i mean not that there's there's activity everywhere but um it, he seems to be the one that's for whom it's most troublesome um and and then one other comment i wanted, did want to say about the decision the one moment when um you know you have a decision driven story or an action driven story and this one there is a very clear moment, but it's not really clear which it is. And that, but I would, I would, I would interpret it as action, but it's also clearly a decision that changes things. And that is when um, Woody yeah. sees outside the antique store and sees the light. Now, seeing the light is that's an action, you know. And if he hadn't seen the light, then he wouldn't have made any of the decisions that happened. That's why I would see that as an. an and action-driven, um, whereas, um, but there's a really big decision based on that. So we can get back and talk about action decision, but I think that, you know, they're very closely tied in this. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and in response to something I think Brian said, it, it actually does affect the story form quite a bit because action and decision is tied into like benchmark is also tied into the signposts. You know, it affects the, you know, uh, forewarnings and consequences and all that. Right, um, and, we, and we once we start getting into the, you know, the concerns and such, and we get back to the story engine, maybe we can start play around with that too. We can, mm -hmm. we can loosen them up and see if, if it, if the, the the choices we have are more in line with what we what we see, and that's the nice thing about it. So okay, so now we've at least gotten our domains, and I think that they're pretty pretty good. Um, so now what we want to do is we want to go to the concerns, and again, when we pick a quadrant, 
it picks it for all four domains or all four through lines. So um, the choices are past, understanding, memory, developing a plan as one group, um, how things are changing, doing impulsive responses and playing a role for another one. The present, gathering information, um, con consider contemplation or conscious and conceiving an idea or the future, obtaining innermost desires and changing as the fourth uh, possibility. And again, this is the part that is, we're going to explore consistently throughout the entire story. Over the course of the story, all of those will be explored. But the concern is going to be something that will be sort of focused on the entire, uh, over the entirety of the, the story. So um, anybody have any ideas where they thought, they think that uh, it's, it's more, more um, in the past quadrant, how things are changing quadrant, the present quadrant or the future quadrant for the overall story? Or if you have a for main character or if you've got a preference or any, any of those, but that's usually the main character or the the um, overall story, the easier ones to identify. Don't all jump at once. Um, Repeat that question again. Well, we're trying to identify the concern. So um, either for the, con the concern for the overall story domain or the main character domain and by and by choosing that, we'll choose all four. Um, so uh, Brian was thinking that the past, since everybody seems to be, every story, every toy seems to be stuck there. Uh, if I only had a voice box, if I hadn't been trashed, if I only made the jump. I only made the, right, the, the Captain Canada, or what is his name, Duke, I think. Canada, yeah. yeah I, Duke Kaboom with a C for Canada. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's it. Kaboom. Aren't they all worried about the future? I mean, isn't that what they're all focused on? Well, they, I, it doesn't appear to be because they're not really thinking about where they're going next or but what's going to happen wants next. That, wants that other little, uh, the little doll wants that little girl. And... Um, well, she just wants to be wanted, but and she's you know she's damaged. Um, that you're talking about, uh, Gabby. She's damaged. She, her voice box right. is damaged. And her whole goal was to have that little girl want her and take her home. But, well, but all of her conflict arises from her trying to escape her past. Okay because she's trying to get a voice back because she was damaged in the past. Or in manufacturing, wasn't or it? Ma yeah, many, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so I don't think the future, the future doesn't seem to fit. And also if you look at um, a painting for Woody, he doesn't really, he's not trying to gain or lose something. I, you know, that might be closer to maybe the earlier Taurus stories, but that doesn't seem to be what he's, he seems to be about either. 
I mean, per se, I mean, I, I, it, without examples, it's kind of hard. Um, so if it was the past, that means for the, the main character, he's in understanding um, and that would put the relationship about in, in memories. Um, well, that's why they have that opening sequence, that flashback sequence at the beginning to establish the relationship between the memories they have between them. Their backstory. Yeah. I mean, you know, that the awkwardness that um, uh, they have when they like several, not, you know, the first time they see each other again and then several times after that, it's like, oh, uh, you know, and all of that is just because, you know, from their the memories of, of the relationship they've had in the past. But also she challenges him. She, she really challenges him on the fact that he is stuck on these memories that are not serving him now. His, you know, uh, uh, yeah, he had a great experience with, with uh, uh, Andy, but, you know, um, that time has passed. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so it's, it's almost like, you know, get, step away from your memories, you know, quit, quit being so, you know, uh, dependent on them. Okay. We have a, a, a couple, uh, John saying that looking at Bo Peep, what do you see seeing her being this badass street smart new person causes him conflict and and influences him to change, which for me also aligns with Gabby in progress as one of the OS characters trying to get herself ready to be adopted. Uh, the parents making progress on their trip, et cetera. Um, I'm not sure I, the, the progress on the trip, I, I'm not sure that that's uh, how important that is. Um, Brian, Woody doesn't understand kids, so so linear Bo Peep has a plan for her empty nest. Uh, if Woody fails and Forky trashes, he will not be remembered, lost but not forgotten. Relationship is remember me, old flame should be a new flame. Yes, John, it's so true. Oh, talk, referring to John's comment. I think it's just the past for your examples. Um, Okay. Um, let me see. Well, of course, then you have do you, then you have uh, conceptualizing, and or de slash developing a plan for Bo Peep. Um, if we are in that quadrant, um, which she's doing a lot of planning, uh, <laughs> but I think she's also uh, conceptualizing a new life mm -hmm. um, for yeah, herself think, and for Woody. So. I think the four issues under that are just really strong, have a strong effect on him. For Bo Peep. Under what? Under conceptualizing. Oh, state of being, sense of self, situation, circumstances. Yeah, actually, that is pretty good. For the for the influence character? As far as the influence yeah. on Woody, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like so. circumstances. Uh, yeah, she does make a strong, uh, um, uh argument regarding circumstances uh and sense of self so yeah you're right 
Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and what about in the in the past? You've got fate, destiny, prediction, and interdiction. Um, how are those strongly seen in the overall story? Well, it seems like there's a whole lot of interdiction going on, at least with regards to Forky. Um, trying to stop him from from trashing himself, um, and uh, well, well, but we're also concerned about the fate of lost toys, the fate of the the toy kid relationship. Um, so, or and or you could argue that that every toy, uh, you know. It should be destined to be loved by a kid. Um, And that conflict comes also out of the fact that every kid's going to grow up. So you have a destiny of the kid leaving you. True. Hmm. Okay. And then then that would mean the, okay. So if, so now we've got some pretty good arguments for the past. How about for the main character of understanding? Yeah. I definitely see a, a lot of instinct and, and conditioning with Woody. Yes. A lot of conditioning. Okay. Yes. Um, I mean, you do see senses and interpretation, but a little less so. I mean, that's going along for the ride, but I think you're right. The instinct versus conditioning is probably um, uh, uh, the, the backbone of that, that domain. Well, let's try. I mean, let's let's try. So we pick the past, the overall story concern, and now I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to dig down into the. Um, you know, it, it is it is interesting that the the you know past understanding memories developing plan. That's the that's the purpose quadrant uh, in the Bill characters. Um, you know, section. Uh, and there's a lot of talk of purpose in this movie. Yeah. So it is interesting that it lines up that way. Um, so we have the, so if it's in the past, um, with under fate, we have knowledge, thought of order and chaos. And prediction, we have actuality, perception, inertia, and change. Under destiny, we have aware, self-aware, projection, speculation. And under interdiction, we've got uh, ability, desire, equity, and inequity. Um, This is looking at, for the overall story, those would be the the problem quads. Um, And then if over in our main character, with the instinct senses, con- conditioning, interpretation under instinct, we have knowledge, thought, ability, desire, conditioning. There's inertia, change, projection, speculation. Under senses, we have actuality, perception, aware, self-aware, and interpretation. We've got order, chaos, equity, inequity. Um, so do and and we were you said we we're looking at interdiction or prediction over on the overall story side, but we were in the either the other dynamic pair in the main character. So uh, any thoughts? 
Hmm. I don't know. Something about inertia jumps out at me. Um, under conditioning. Um, under conditioning, and this is that a that main character. Main character. Uh -huh. Um. For the main for the main character, um, uh, I'm not sure if that applies to the OS, but um, where is a uh, inertia and change under prediction, actuality and perception? No, I was looking under activity under the main character yeah. domain of activity. So uh, inertia, change, um, projection, speculation. projection, speculation. So um, uh, see if I can make sense of that. Um, one of the things we were looking at in the overall story was that was interdiction, which is about ability, desire, equity, and inequity. Um, does anybody have, does that make sense to anyone? Uh, Brian is making a strong pitch for um, desire as both the MC, I think, and the OS problem, if I'm reading it right. Situation about interdiction, desire, what he wants it so bad, his inequity, the favoritory and responsive concept. Okay. Well, the the little forky keeps wanting to throw himself away in the trash, and Woody doesn't accept that as his destiny. So he's so he's trying to change, you know, him to accept being a toy. Does that have anything to do with it? Um. I'm not sure it's a destiny thing. It certainly is an interdiction issue. I mean, he's inter, you know interceding on would on Porky's behalf to try to get him to sort of become a toy or realize that he's a toy, uh, as opposed to being a, as thinking of himself as a piece of trash. Um, so if with interdiction. And with desire is a problem and inequity is the symptom. The symptom is something basically if it was inequity, it's it's something that's unfair or out of balance. Um, you certainly it's, it's weird. It, it's hard, you know, I always have a hard time separating inequity as the concept. Uh, from the inequity as the basis for all problems. <laughs> so it's, for me, it's always a tough one to, to split out. Um, so let's see, Brian, uh, in the end, Woody has the ability to work with Bo to save the toys from the trash and send them into the kids' hearts and hands. Yes, I do. You know what you mean. Um, so, well, let's just try this. Let's, let's, let's see, we have, okay, so that would be the problem element. Let's see what we've got. Let's go to our um, story engine. It says we're down to a single story form here. Um, and look over, Need to shorten this so I can read it all because I've got all everybody up on screen and I can't really see. Okay. 
Zoom. Um, see, it says, uh, John said, all the characters see inequity as the problem and move for, toward equity, trying to reunite them. But the real problem under that is, would be the problem of desire. Um, and so if we change the issue of, of this to decision, which again, I'm not quite certain of. Um, so let's look at the differences. So if we, we make, if, if from, with action, it has the requirements are the present, the forewarnings are gathering information, um, you know, uh, learning. Um, and it also has what I think that's then it changes the benchmark, right? Yeah. So here we've got a decision, a choice between the future and the present for the overall story as the benchmark. So I guess that would be a good way to one one way for us to make this 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 choice is to think, okay, how do we tell? If, if a concern is with the past, what are we looking at to determine where, um, how this, how the overall story through line is, is progressing? Um, There's not an awful lot about the future, is there? Unless you're talking about, you know, like with Forky who's trying to like, get lost and not sort of lose his opportunity for a future, I suppose. But that's thinking of it a little too uh, on the nose. I don't know. What do you guys think? The, I mean, clearly, I'm not sure that neither, neither one of those are seem better or worse to me. Yeah, but it it seems like what it's not about the toy having a future with the kid. It's about the the toy and the kid being together in the moment. I just feel that you know, from an emotional standpoint, it's about it's about what's you know what the feelings are in the moment, uh, how, how happy the child is in the moment. You know, not a year from now, but right now is 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 more the measure um you know little girl at the end that once she's once she's with the doll once she's with gabby gabby right her fears just dissipate and she's right and she she's not thinking about the future i mean yes gabby is gabby is thinking about the future but it's about you know being it's, it's about being loved and that's um that's more thinking about the here and now um and I, you know, and, and, and the bench and for the main character, I really don't see, I, I don't see him placing a strong emphasis on, up, on obtaining, but, uh, but learning, uh, learning more about himself, um, I, I think you could easily argue is, is a benchmark for her, his through line. Yeah. Uh, learning about where his, yeah. you know, where his heart belongs. There's a comment from Brian talking about, you know, obtaining is losing being the favorite toy. But I think the problem is, is he's like, it comes in, that would be, that's something that you see at the, 
you know, he's lost that. He's, he is not that by at the very beginning of the, of the movie and it, it never regains that. Yeah. Um, and so as a benchmark, it wouldn't be something we <laughs> see much development. Whereas certainly him learning about uh, what, you know, he, what, what other kinds of uh, alternatives there are to being who, the, the, life, the life he's always had, mm-hmm. you know, and what it means to be a lost toy or not. A free toy. Yeah. A free toy, yeah. Um, I think that's something where we do see him, you know, learn quite a bit. And even, it, and even, the, uh, even seeing toys that never had an opportunity to have uh, a a uh, a a Bonnie, you know, a, a child, or um, the idea that here you've got Forky who doesn't even really understand about what a toy is, you know, thinks he's trash. So <laughs> I just like that. It does seem to be learning an awful lot, and the more he learns, the less he's upset with his seems like with you know what what's going on in his life i mean it, it you know uh, one way of saying it is the more he learns the more he comes to a new understanding of the of his of the new circumstances yeah i mean i think that really is it and, and by the time he's sort of learned sort of pretty much what all these different all these different roles could be for other, you know, for others, um, that he's, you know, he's okay, you know, and the final, and you know, final bit is that, oh, I don't have to be with her and I can be happy. You know, I don't, I, I, ultimately I don't need to be, you know, with her for her to be happy. Right, and someone made the comment about the benchmark of conceiving, the IC benchmark of conceiving. I, I think it has to do with, yeah, she impacts him to wrap his head around a different vision uh, for his life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but mean, Brian, she, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and she does that in a way that's very not not pushy, but it's very, um, you know, sort of like she does push it on him, and I think it's and. and the more he understands her, he gets what she's trying to say, that idea. I think that really does have give her more her through line a lot more strength, you know, strengthens her. Uh, but Brian had was talking about uh, um, uh, the t- the tendency, which is the willing unwilling. And I, I do think that this is I th- this feels like a, a case where, Woody is very well suited to the nature of the problems in the story. I, I, I think that doer and action uh, do go together um, in, in this story. And, and so that there would be a tendency of willing. Right. He doesn't seem to hold back ever. Yeah. He doesn't seem Ill, ill-equipped. No. And, and uh, John had written in, in the comments, he says, um, talking about it goes both ways. The more he, more, Woody learns, the more he's upset, the more he learns, the less he's upset, but the, the more he learns, the less he's upset based on his conflict of understanding. Well, I think it's, I think the thing is, is that he, he, he learns the, the way you would actually say that is that as a benchmark, 
we see him learning more and more and more. And that's that indicates to us that he is growing in his, you know, as a character, uh, the through line is progressing. What we find out is that he's, you know, he, he has misunderstood, starts off with sort of thinking he understands how everything's working, but it's not working for him, but slowly comes to a different understanding over time based on what he's learned. And I think that that's, um, you know, he learns to be okay with it because he understands that he can be happy without Bonnie and bo both, both can be happy. That's what John was saying. And Brian said, yeah, I agree. Um, awesome commentary on adults who are single parents achieving empty nest status so they can date by no longer being a toy parent to their children. So yeah, I think that, I think- Bruce, that, are you- are you raising your hand, Prish? Just be sure and unmute, unmute. Yeah. Unmute. Sorry, okay. I'm learning. Oh, you didn't realize this was a silent movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well. well, when I went to the relationship story points, all of a sudden I saw Forky and um, <clears throat> Woody's relationship. I mean, the scenes were popping out with, oh. with, with those um, points and relationship stories. No, oh, okay. Yeah, any anyone in particular that that really uh, worked well for you, or that you? Uh, well, um, suspicion was an issue with them, and um, uh, symptom inequity. Um, he keeps saying I'm trash and goes throws himself away, and the response equity. Woody keeps bringing him back, saying, "No, you're one of us." And the catalyst is evidence. They prove it to him. And inhibitor interdict. Uh, you've, got, you've got her name on your, you know, on your feet. Oh, okay, I'm doing yeah. what? Something wrong? No, no. Oh, oh okay. No, no, I was, Interdiction. I was just... You know, I see Woody there, um, dragging him out, and you know what we were discussing before. And uh, contemplation. You know where, um, Forky learns to think about it and. You know, uh, it's what's interesting. I, I perfect, and I think that you've got with that the issue of suspicion that you were talking about. If you know the definition is forming a belief based on new evidence, well, I mean that's you've got this brand new person, you know, Porky, who doesn't have any. Every, everything is new, and so the two of them are. It's like, look here, here's your evidence. He's constantly. Um, you know, providing him new evidence that he's, you know, um, uh, to, to convince him, you know, but, but Forky is like very suspicious of it because now it's like, that's not trash, I'm trash. You know, and Forky doesn't really have any memories and by comparison to um, Woody, who's telling him about his memories, sharing his memories of what, it, what it, your relationship can be, how, how strong it can be. So yeah, I think that, that works very nicely. Um, I mean, you got to consider that there's, uh, you know, uh, a whole section of the movie where Bo Peep is not present. Uh, yeah. and, and so it would just be natural that, that, um, if Bo Peep is the influence character, but there's sort of a proxy, you know, well, the first uh, act, she's not there. Right. Yeah. So someone's going to fill in that energy 
uh, just naturally. So yeah, and that's why I that's why I wasn't making a big issue about. I mean, I thought Forky was in there because I think definitely think it was a handoff. Um, but when Bo Peep, you know, sort of takes over, Forky really just sort of is, you know, that's when he gets kidnapped. You know, so he's he's now just the, you know, the damsel in distress, so to speak, and and he becomes an objective character at that point, and Bo take, takes over. Um, so it's I think that that's really important. And then you you know, it's nice is that you see, you know, Forky still with with at the at in the the credits afterward, you see the reversal where the new girl is where he was at the beginning of the story and um right a frankenstein moment yes exactly yeah. <laughs> definitely brighter frankenstein I, that's my favorite moment in the movie even his body is inequity <laughs> good point um okay so where do we um how are we doing here? We can go down uh, some more of these elements. Uh, for instance, a uh, unique ability of senses for the main character. I think that I think that's literally, you know, Woody is the one who sees everything. You know, he sees Forky go out, and he's I mean, he's literally keeps an eye out on uh, that on. Try to keep Forky from running away or from, uh, um, you know, just sort of sees the light that, you know, Bo Peep's light and things like that. I think those, those things really move, they make him uniquely suited to have the story end in success. It, I think it's pretty, um, you know, just plain. It's not even, it's, it's not, they're not even trying to, uh, uh, gussy it up at all. Um, and critical flaw of circumstances. I think that's supposed to be where that's his um, second class status. You know, that Bonnie doesn't really want him. She doesn't not want him, but he, she, he's no longer a, a favorite toy. I mean, he doesn't go out with the other toys. You know, he's stuck with the the baby toys in the closet. You know, and I think that those things are things that kind of hurt him and make him, you know, not necessarily be as um, proactive in doing his uh, his ability to do his his protagonist job and not willing to. Um, and what about uh, the influence character of situation, unique ability of situation? So this would be the quality that really makes um, Forky initially, but Bo Peep um, have that um, strong influence on the main character, particularly strong. Anybody have a, a thought about that? About situation? Yes. So you influence character, unique ability of situation. Creates a situation? Um, well, I don't know. Does Peep, Bo, Bo Peep 
well, I think one thing is, is that she certainly knows what's going on. You know, she understands how things, how things are a lot better than he does. And I think that does give her, her insights to have a, you know, a really strong push against, um, against. Well, I think, uh, I think John says it well when he says that she's seen as the master of her environment. Because she's she's yes. dealt with the fact that she no longer belongs to a child. She is just she's just out in the world, and and the fact that uh, so that's her situation that she has come to grips with and has made the most of, and that's that makes that that's what uniquely impacts um, the main character. Is that it, it's okay not to, to belong to a kid. It's okay. Right. That's, that's my situation. I'm okay with it. See how old my, you know, I see I've got all this cool, you know, stuff, you know, in my little raccoon uh, vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and switching it over to Forky, at least at the start, he certainly seems to have a firm grasp that he is trash. Um, and then that's a pretty good logical assessment when you come from the trash can. Right. Um, right. But isn't she trying to help lost toys find kids? I guess I was confused. Which no, that was definitely more of a Woody thing. That's that's not her. She's just ha she's just working with the other toys to you know. But at the beginning, she was talking about you know toys that are lost and have no homes and you know right. And she's and she's basically saying that she's that that's not her. They, they aren't lost toys. They don't want to, they're not looking, they're not looking to be found. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought they were looking for kids to help, you know, to belong to. No, 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 no. That's Woody's, that's the, that's Woody's worldview. Now hers is like, hey, we're just having, you know, we're just having some fun. Oh. Um, so at the end, Trish, is when they, they kind of coalesce around finding or, kids for those toys. And you see it in the credits when they do the, uh, um, they find a new purpose basically as a team. I see. Okay, that's where I got it. Okay. Yeah, in fact, we have some comments. Um, John was saying, you know, talking about Bo Peep, she's been set up there for seven years and she's doing great. Nothing phases her. She's even, she even has a detached arm and is fine with it. So, you know, she's, she's very practical. Um, and uh, although she, you know, as an as a psychology manipula manipulation character, she, you know, really freaks Woody out by, you know, when her arm breaks off, she screams like bloody murder, and then she's just like joshing him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he thinks, "Oh my God, what's happening?" Um, and then uh, another comment from uh, John, even Bo Peep at the beginning being put in a box is is okay with it it has an influence on woody early on yeah uh the way that she thinks about being taken away causes woody conflict about one's true nature and yeah i think that that's that's the setup for really the whole thing where you know she eventually is able to have that um profound influence of over him because she's had that time where she's you know she had her stint in the antique store but then she broke out of there and it's doing great on her own 
Uh-huh. And she was put away by the, her her original owner. She did what? Oh, well, oh. She told Andy, or she told Woody that Andy, you know, I, I'm not Andy's doll, you know. Or that, Maggie, his sister, yeah. Right, that, that uh, she, the little girl had put her away. Yeah. yeah so. um, Jacob puts in here, her critical flaw of interpretation could be illustrated by misinterpreting Woody's intentions about going back to help Forky after the run-in with the cat. No, you, you need Bonnie. This seems to lessen her impact on him at the moment. Oh yeah, very good. That's the influence character's critical flaw of interpretation. So the fact that you know she, he's going back to do something and her misinterpreting his actions kind of undermines her, or 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 her accurate interpretation of what he's doing, of what his again, what her her psychological interpretation of what he's doing kind of makes him go, uh-uh. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That that's good. Yeah. Um. John also put in here. Um. So uh, Bo's problem or or driving force, since she's a steadfast character, um, of being self-aware. She knew from the start that toys don't last with kids forever, and that they move on from kid to kid and eventually find a, a life after kids. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and that's the that that um. Solution of awareness, meaning if she started really thinking about those outside, it would really satisfy her drive, but she doesn't need to. I mean, she's she's okay with where she is. And again, she looks for the inequities um, around her uh, and then tries to, you know, she's a problem solver. Uh, you know, she, she her, her response is equity. Um, where are we? How about, so, oh, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, because of the way that the cutting was done in this in this film, it seems like this, but I don't have good examples of it handy, but it seems like this might be a good, to look at, at inhibitors and catalysts um, yeah. because they do move from like the way one part of the story is progressing and then all of a sudden you're in another part of the, story that's progressing and i was wondering if maybe you saw anything along the lines that could help us see where catalyst and an inhibitor are being used um for facilitating that okay let me just bring up one comment one question um brian asks only male mental sex uh, which is linear thinking uh thinks biology stays the same uh right and i I'm not sure if you say they think biology stays the same, but they are, they tend to look at things where a status or a charge or whatever seems to be the same unless new information comes in, um, which is sort of the, you know, if you were yelling at me when we left and then I come back a month later, I'd be expected that you were still mad at because that was the last, you know, level or whatever it was, that's where I would expect it to be next time I saw you. Whereas that may or may not be the case, but, but male mental sex tends to think of, see things that way. They don't, they, without new information, and 
it does tend to keep things at see things at the same level. Um, in this particular instance, we're really looking at the problem solving style. But yeah, if they um, with so he he, I guess if you're thinking about with Woody, yeah, Woody would as a linear thinker, he would think that um, when next time he ran into Bo Peep he wouldn't know exactly if she would be thinking anything different of him. Probably his interpretation would be that it would be the same as the last time they saw each other until new information came in. Um, so let's see, the, you were talking about the catalysts and inhibitors. So there's two different sets of catalysts and inhibitors, the overall story and the relationship through line. So in the overall story, we have a catalyst a prediction. Now, a catalyst will move things forward. It basically is a, an accelerator. Um, it creates more, um, it accelerates the, the um, uh, oh, how do I say this? It accelerates conflict, essentially. Um, moves this, and the easiest way to think of it is moving the story forward faster. So, a catalyst of um, prediction would be if something is something's going to be predicted, that'll create maybe a, a lot of conflict over that. Like I told you such and such would happen. I'm, I'm not pulling this from the movie. I'm just saying it's a generic. So can you think of any examples where the catalyst in the overall story might um, might might create more problem? Well, actually, I think certainly part of it is, uh, you know, knowing, predicting that Porky is going to try running away again. Um, and so you get that, you know, that whole sequence of conflict when things with him trying to run away and um, uh, that, that moves the story really, really fast, you know, really forward. So doesn't he predict that? the little girl will do terribly in school without forking? Um, yes. And and in fact, his production, you know, and, what he, and he goes in there and has to, you know, basically do all these things to make sure that um, it ends up being, ends up working out okay. You know, and that that creates Forky. You know, she's the one who puts together Forky, but he's pulled all those all that stuff out of the trash for her to throw throw together. Um, so I have a question um, on terms, in a sense. So you have prediction. Oh, and, oh, and, one, one other thing. One other thing. I love Quinnick, yes, go ahead. Uh, just uh, Brian was talking about pre predicting the path of the RV and stopping and starting it. You know, they say, okay, we need them. They're going to go gonna drive away. We need to get them to turn around. You know, that creates all sorts of conflict. Yeah. Good, good one, Brian. Yes, Nick. So um, I, I want to say that, that, uh, that Woody had a prediction that he was going to run into Bo as, as, as he was going into the antique store. Um, and, and this ends up, creating a lot of conflict but then i think well is that less of a prediction and more of a hope and and where would you kind of like draw the line between hope and prediction well if you look at if you look at um 
um, the relationship through right. the relationship so through life sleep? catalyst is evidence. Oh, so I think that that perhaps that the evidence um, of her her lights there, but she's Thanks not. The dinner was really really good. Jim, can you mute? Oh, there we go. Um, so I think that's that's the that's the right catalyst for that example. I think it's because that's in the relationship through line. That moment is a is part of the relationship. Um, it, because the overall story. Right. Okay, I can see that. Yes. I'd say the inhibitor probably of suspicion. So, um, oh, the the questioning or forming a belief based on new information. So that suspicion of, oh, I think maybe, I suspect maybe Bo Peep might be in there. That's the overall story inhibitor. So that's pretty much stops the overall story momentarily, slows that down while he goes to explore the the relationship through line, but then of course that kind of, um, you know, and it gets sidetracked for for a bit while he's with Forky, right? He's still right. with Forky at that point. But that's, I think that's where, you know, each through line has its own break, you know, which is the, the, cat, the catalyst is the accelerator and the inhibitor is the brake pedal. So I think that those are both, um, uh, you know, used in the in the story, but in the appropriate thread and appropriate through line. Uh, now, in, in using an inhibitor, you you would typically see that being used as, as un, unless it's a cliffhanger type scene, um, you would see it as as at the end of a scene before you you like cut to another act area where the activity is going on. Um, you wouldn't use it elsewise in the scene, would you? How do you mean? I'm not sure. Uh, so so, so um, um, in, in this story, there was a lot of, of times when, when uh, let's say that you would cut from what's happening in the antique store to what's happening in the van mm -hmm. or in the RV. And so if you right before you would do the cut from one to the other, um, that's when you would make use of the inhibitor? Um, if you're going to a different through line. Right. So, so if you were in the main character through line, um, then, you know, and, and or in the relationship through line and you want to go to the overall story or overall story to overall story to the main character, Something like that, yes. But if you're going from overall story to overall story, then no. You, I mean, okay, that does you need because you're you're suddenly slowing it down right before you're continuing it. That's that would not feel quite right. Usually, if it's if it's focused down on one, if you're still in the that same domain, that same through line, then that's just an that's an editor edit. That's not a a. a you're not adjusting the flow of the story. And that's what those, those are for adjusting the flow so that you can explore other things and not have a problem. And also to make them more interesting. So they're not at a constant pace. I mean, from a writer's point of view, that's what they're for. From a 
from a narrative point of view, they're the things that, you know, juice it up and, and cool it down in terms of conflict. All right. That works for me. Um, I know that Brian is get, trying to get me to ask about the midpoint. I think that's in terms of, of the catalyst inhibitor. And, and at that point, um, the midpoint actually time-wise, because it is real close, I think, to where um, Buzz Lightyear reunites with, with um, Woody on the roof, but first he gets tackled by the plush toys on the roof. Um, and, and the gang is finally formed. Um, okay. Oh, and, and then, and then, they, and then, oh, and then, and then as they're going up to the top, that's when they say, uh, well, it's a long story. Buzz says it's a long story. And then they cut to Jesse, um, uh, using the nail to cause the flat tire. I think that's later but, than the midpoint. Um, yeah, that's like that's around that because that's seems like the midpoint is when when Gabby enters the scene because um, that seems to be you know if if you look at the second act is actually the second and third act out of four uh, I think um, Gabby and it just occurred to me that um, uh, 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 Woody's um, uh, signpost of obtaining has to do with losing his voice box because that becomes the subject of the whole, I guess, third out of four acts is Gabby trying to get that voice box out of, uh, out of him. So it doesn't line up that way, does it? Huh? Too bad. No, he's the uh, second <laughs> one. Um, uh, but, um, so, so anyway, so um, but, on, but on that, the store I think roof that's though is at time-wise on the store roof with Buzz Lightyear is, is, is at, the halfway point of the show. On the roof of the... Of the antique store. Right. Where the bunnies are beating them up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the flush toy. Yeah, because only one's a bunny, right? The other one's a bear. Yeah, well, no, the other one's a ducky. Oh. Oh. Yeah. An e oh. East, Easter ducky and an Easter bunny. That's it. Yeah, okay. And it's just the mm. pink and yellow. That's all. And then yes, because I'm running it right now. Right after that is when Jesse comes in and, and says, "We got to stop the parents from leaving," um, so that way they can. That's the midpoint of the movie. Yep. Oh that's right, the... but that's not when they're actually actually leaving the first time. That's remember they have to tell them, let them know they put they puncture it, and then yeah. right. That's the flat tire when she punctures it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And and I guess what you would be saying then is that that is an instance of it's whether it's on the roof or it's a flat tire, we wouldn't necessarily see the inhibitor because that's an OS to OS transition. Correct. All right. Yeah. And it's just how, you know, how, whether you show all the in between or not, that's just storytelling. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so that would be a, be a, that's just the flow of the overall story at that point. I mean, you could, I mean, you could argue, I mean, maybe it's just semantics, but you could argue that, that Jesse popping the tire uh, is kind of a catalyst in that she predicts that that's going to keep them in place for a certain amount of time. And um, 
So you could not a catalyst. You mean an inhibitor? Uh, well, maybe it doesn't fit there. Yeah, because a catalyst again moves it moves things along more quickly. Mm. Um, John said, can we look at the signpost to help resolve the midpoint? Okay, so uh, the so effectively we've got five. Um, I assume, but you say, can we look at the signposts? I assume you mean the drivers, uh, because tire pop could be a driver. No, yeah, uh, it could it could be. Um, so one of the drivers is uh, one of the actorns is the um, is seeing the. The, the the antique store, you know, seeing the light, but seeing the antique store, that's the, that, that I think is a big turn. That changes the whole flow of the story, right? Definitely. Um, and then having, when Forky jumps out the back uh, while the, while the, um, let's see, is that the, well, uh, what, can you go to the signposts um, tab? Um, let's oh. see. Well, how I let's see what the order for the OS is. So the past. Okay, we do start in the past. Um, the future. Well, you're, the past. You're, are you talking about backstory? Um, well, definitely backstory. Literally starts on backstory. Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't be part of. You could you could have this without having that that part you would need to sort of you need to fill it in at some point so that they you'd know what their who who this character is but the i think they're just setting it up so that you don't have to do it as as um exposition in the in the middle of the main story um i don't think that's that segment is do you think the segmented that that's the Nine years ago is one is one, uh, oh. one. No, it's more of a signpost. What? Let's see. What's the um, oh, same thing? Let's see. Past, future. How things are changing. Present. So it's a. It's a, I guess it's a bump slide bump. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's that's far too short. I mean, it's a pretty short scene. Especially since all you're really setting up is their relationship and her living and her leaving, and the two characters, yeah. the two, the two, the main character, influence character, potentially, um, definitely the main character, influence character, potentially, um, and that's about it. Uh, because then remember, you this is all back when the when Andy was a kid. So it's it's after that when you go into the present when they're at Bonnie's that's where you now start the story, right? And I think that the the inciting event is the creation of in the overall story the inciting event is I is probably the creation of Forky, introduction of Forky. 
you know, that's sort of what kicks off the story. If, if Forky does, if Forky didn't happen, there would be no story, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. Right. So Chris, Nick, I just want to make uh, a thought occurred to me and I just want to make sure that it's true. For dramatic purposes of analysis, it does not, it would not make any difference the fact that it says that we have a card that says nine years earlier and then we see blah, blah, blah. Um, because we could just as easily have that blah, blah, blah and then have a card that says nine years later. Um, and then it's all of a sudden not really prologue even though it is still really prologue or backstory um, but for dramatica purposes of analysis it wouldn't matter one way or the other how, how you title the card and that portion of the story it's not um so to answer that question it's not a matter of whether or not it's got a title card or anything and how it's presented that's not really what defines it um it's is it something that is part of the current narrative as opposed to just exposition to help you understand a little bit more about, you know, what the current state of things are as at the beginning of the story. And that's really what that set up for is just to, so you know that there's this character that really doesn't appear until at the earliest is the second act and it's almost it's like, almost seems to be the third act uh, before she, well, I guess it's no second act. Okay, but that, that answers my, my question very nicely. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, it doesn't matter. You could, theoretically, you could cut it out and it would not affect the narrative. Or it just affect audience reception because they'd go, who is this? <laughs> Why is this important? And so you'd have to, you have to establish that somehow, but it's, you know, the fact that it's literally backstory um, is not, not pertinent to the main story. Okay, great. That helps in looking at future films. Um, Brian was saying, I think the inciting event is Andy gives a toy to Bonnie. And actually, I don't think so, because that's actually the, that's actually from the, earlier movie um, and that again that's just sort of filling in the since this is a, a series this is just filling in for those people who know Toy Story 1, 2 and particularly 3 um, it's bringing everybody else up to date it's kind of like that prologue that fills you know if you haven't read it before hey let me catch you up a bit and then you now let's get to the story previously so, on Toy Story yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I think that that whole thing with Andy getting giving it to Bonnie, that's not the new part. The new part is um, Bonnie has, we, we, Bonnie had, that Woody is one of Bonnie's toys, and now, but Woody is now no longer one of her favorites. That's sort of what starts, that's where the story starts um, for Woody. Certainly for the main character th through line, absolutely. Um, and it's not very long before we get the 
the overall story going, which is, you know, when Forky comes into the picture. Yeah, put on your, your audio. <laughs> yes, I'm here. So can the past be um, a comparison of the past? Because for us, we see in the past that he was the favorite toy and now he's not. So could that be considered the past if it was a comparison to what the past used to be and what is present is now? Does that make sense? Um, I mean, I guess I, you, can, you can throw that all in there because I mean, as a, certainly as a signpost of the past, those are all illustrations of the past. There's no question of that. I mean, when he was in the closet. Pardon you me? Know, when it, the story starts when he was in the closet. And uh, so there we see that he's no longer the favorite toy. Right. Yeah, he's with the other, he's, he's other, the other toys that are no longer, you know, that are passe. <laughs> and, know. and his past is no longer the present. So would that give us the past, would that qualify as covering the past in the story form? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. I'm, well, I'm just trying to figure out where those, where all of the. Uh... Here's what's interesting in the in the original Toy Story. Okay, uh, we had the domains lined up in the same place. Now we were not in the past memory quadrant. We were in the um, uh, progress doing being, you know, um, preconscious quadrant, uh, but. We had, I clear, since I did that for the, you know, I, I wrote that one out for the um, software. Um, we, we followed the same signposts. I remember because in the original Toy Story, you know, uh, Woody is a representation of the past. Buzz Lightyear is a literal metaphor for the future. And so in the original Toy Story, the, the, the original, you know, uh, the status of things is you know uh woody is um you know in charge of the room he's the cowboy he's like you know the old west cowboy and then when the future man buzz lightyear uh comes in that changes the order that changes the status of the the universe that is andy's room and um and so so we went from the past to the future and woody you know so woody is always sort of represented the past the past order of things the hierarchy, you know, um, and then, uh, and then, you know, in this case, Forky is the new toy that brings a new order to things, which the, the hierarchy of things has to do with who is the favorite toy, who is the kid's favorite toy. Right. And so, so I think, um, um, so I, I, it does seem though that, that you, uh, that Forky being created is, you know, you can't really see that as the uh, second signpost because it happens too early. Like you said, that's probably the uh, the uh, uh, inciting incident. But uh, it is kind of shaking up the way things have been thus far. Right. So. Um, and I think that, you know, as also part of the past is that the, right now, up, up to this point, 
and this is again, it's all sort of happening right at the beginning of the story is, you know, Bonnie is essentially no, she's now going to school. So she's no longer going to be at home all the time. And this is embarking, you know, on a, a changing how everything is going for all of the characters. Um, to, well, certainly Bonnie wants to stay in the past. Yeah. She does not want to right. go to kindergarten. The kindergarten is the future, yeah. <laughs> so it's almost, and what do we say? What I say, it's, it's past of the future is kind of a bump, but it feels more like a slide in the story. Am I, am I getting that right? Past of the future is, is a bump when, when it's like okay. horizontal or vertical. Yeah. yeah it's and diagonal is the slide, but. Um, hmm. yeah, I, uh, Future progress is a slide, right? And the mm -hmm. present is, yeah. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so I, you know, because it's like we're we're sort of in the first act dealing with the past versus the future uh, conflict in a way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you also, you know, you did you have the the first part of the movie, apart from the setup of, you know, the creation of of uh, Porky, it spends an awful lot of time on the main character and, and the influence character and their relationship. I mean, with Porky is that I mean, much more than the overall story, except when, you know, they go they go on the road trip. That does. That's when things start to change. You know that that that, that oh. adjusts it. Oh, uh, I think Brian said Forky is twenty six minutes in, so it seems pretty late. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's maybe Forky is um, more of a second act turn. Yeah, and he uh, would be the into the future. I mean, it's you know for okay. move for that movie length that it sounds about the right point. Yeah, okay, thanks. Okay. Um, okay, well, I think this is, I think this story form is looking pretty good. Are there any other, are there any pieces that um, anybody has question about specifically? Any story point or? Um, so just real quick, if you might go over, this is a stop story a chain stop um, and we see consequences as memories. So the consequences should be more present up front because it's a stop story. Um, well, no stop has a lot more to do with the main character. This is sort of the chip on the shoulder or getting, right. Right. You know, and Woody is the one who keeps on getting himself in trouble and he just has to learn to, step back that's that's essentially what stop is about you know whereas it was start stories about them stepping up i think the consequence of memory has to do with being forgotten yeah that's absolutely what it is that's the toys being forgotten okay and that's the, that's the fate worse than death <laughs> well except except they reframe it so that it's not it's not so bad yeah, yeah that's which is weird um, yeah, so they, they, I mean, what, what they do is they say, okay, yeah, we may, 
you're not forgotten. It isn't, I mean, I guess it could be if we're forgotten and forgotten by all the other toys, et cetera, but it's really, they've just become part of that past where they are not, they, they used to be Bonnie's toy or they used to be Andy's toy and that's fine. You know, we're not lost because we're just, that was, that was the past and we're, that we are able to put that behind us. You know, and I think that's, that's kind of how the goal works in this is to get it so that if you're in a position where you're no longer owned, you aren't, don't see yourself as a, as a lost toy. You see yourself as a, or you, you are a former toy owned, had a, have a former owner or something, you know, it's not you're not lost um yeah it's like after uh, all trash is warm and squishy pardon so <laughs> even trash even trash whispers in your ear as it's warm and squishy okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't you know forky jumps into that trash can it's like and, then, and there's no response he's been forgotten oh the horror yes <laughs> <laughs> You know, and if you're in, and if you were someone who needs to have the, a child and you are forgotten, then that would be a terrible consequence. Yeah. And again, these are the overall story, not the main character. So that's why it's, it's not something that's speaking to Woody in particular, but just in general. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you. I was Thank waiting you. for those ventriloquist dummies trying to find a, you know, get, you know, reunite with a ventriloquist. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. think they're very clever that they didn't have them talking. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have their own voices, right. which was they, odd. Sort of like their story is lost in all this. You know, they're, they're, they're serving Gabby, but what about their needs? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking for Paul Winchell to show up. Right. <laughs> and Knucklehead. Right. I wonder if there's going to be a movie where Andy gets married and has some kids coming up. And now he wants all his toys back. <laughs> yeah, see, he should have thrown away. He should have left them in their original packaging. I mean, they'd be worth so much. So, just saying. That would be interesting. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.